0: My friends, why do you seek the living among the dead? Christ is not here. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Let us rise in body and spirit and sing our Alleluia to God. What a privilege to welcome you on this Easter Sunday. And I greet you in the ancient greeting of the church. When I say Christ is risen, you respond, Christ is risen indeed. Christ is risen
1: christ is risen indeed
0: and it is a privilege my name is dawson taylor i have the great privilege of serving as senior minister to welcome those here in the sanctuary and those who are joining us virtually
1: and i'm reverend angela wells bean and it's my privilege to serve as your minister for congregational care i do want to bring a few dates to your attention that are coming up in may we have three very important sundays in the life of our church in may Starting off right on May 1st will be our celebration of Dawson's eight and a half years of ministry with us, and we will have a special reception after worship. So please join us on Sunday, May 1st for that um, much anticipated celebration. And then the next Sunday, May 8th, Dawson and I will welcome Reverend Dr. David Greenhaw in worship with us and he will offer the sermon and he is our interim senior minister. So please join us on May 8th as we welcome Dr. Greenhaw. And then on May 15th will be Dawson's last Sunday in worship with us as our senior minister and we will welcome Reverend John Vertigan who is our Florida conference minister and he will offer the liturgy of release. So lots going on in May.
0: An important month for sure. Indeed. I also want to um, thank you for your ongoing generosity. And I want to ask that um, each year it is the tradition of this congregation that we receive an Easter offering that benefits one of our mission partners. This year, that mission partner is Youth Haven. And we are excited because we believe that we today can receive $50,000 to renovate and replace the kitchen in their emergency shelter. Youth Haven does immensely important work with uh, young people in our community who have been neglected, have had to leave their homes, and uh, they provide a safe sanctuary. Now, $50,000, I think, as you said at last night's service, that's a rather ambitious goal, but here's the good news. Uh, we've had a lead donor who has given $25,000 to get us on our way. And so if you wish to uh, add to this offering, I ho- invite you to find the Easter offering envelope in your pew backs, and you can place it in the offering plate as it comes by. Or of course, you can donate online. You can call the church office this week. We would be glad to receive these gifts as we seek to make it, continue to make an impact in our community.
1: And I'm sure that all the folks who were able to take tours on Friday and Saturday at Youth Haven saw that transformative work that they're doing with their own eyes. And the
0: great need for it, for updating their facilities for sure.
1: And speaking of generosity, we have great news to share, which is this past week we surpassed our church's annual stewardship goal of 1.4 million. So I think that deserves a round of applause. Thank you to everyone who submitted estimates of giving. It takes all of us to continue to make it possible for us to engage in our vital ministries from the smallest gift all the way to the largest. So, thank you so much. And you don't have to hear us talk about that anymore on Sunday morning.
0: And that's the real applause we get. Uh, I just want to say words of gratitude to our stewardship committee, our staff, our leadership who worked so hard to make that possible. And of course, to you who have made it what it is. So as a resurrection people, let us continue in the gift of worship.
1: I invite you to be in a spirit of prayer with me as I offer this morning's pastoral prayer. Let us pray. Weeping comes for a night, but joy comes in the morning, O God, of power and might. Death has been defeated, and we shout alleluia. For many of us, it is an Easter just like the others, dressed in our Sunday best, with the sounds of trumpets and hymns of joy, with the preparing of delicious meals and gathering around tables and little ones hunting for Easter eggs. But let this be an Easter like no other. Let us see and hear with resurrection eyes and ears. Let us discern signs of new life in the usual places, the cries of a newborn baby, the blooming of an orchid, and in unusual places. Who knows where we might find you, O God, if we but look closely. It is daunting to be resurrection people, even as we read and watch the news, news of continued violence, poverty, suffering, and despair. We drink in these stories with our morning coffee, day after day, and we wonder where the Easter has gone. One year ago, we celebrated your resurrection, and it seems like little in our world has changed since then. Easter seems an idle tale in the wake of lives destroyed by wars around the world, especially the one raging in Ukraine. People and communities affected by senseless gun violence, most recently in New York City and Charleston, South Carolina. Children abused and neglected, a creation spoiled, a lingering pandemic. Closer to home, oh God, we know loved ones who have felt the sting of death in their families, people who are struggling to survive the loss of a job or the loss of a pregnancy, people entombed by depression or addiction or a crippling illness. Yes, we are resurrection people. We believe love conquers all, but that doesn't mean we turn away from the suffering, Resurrection eyes are not blind to pain. Resurrection ears are not deaf to the cries of those who are hurting. We know we are only able to celebrate on this glorious resurrection day because we have felt the pain of Good Friday. Resurrection people, see your goodness that outlasts and overpowers any evil we can experience or concoct. Thank you, O God, for the gift of Easter. For the gift of your son rising to new life and new life bursting forth all around us. The constant reminders that you are at work among creation and you are a God of goodness and love and light. Thank you for giving us the resurrection eyes and ears to experience your manifold blessings in our lives. Thank you, O God, for you rolled away the stone, but we are called to run and tell that we have seen the Lord come and follow, believe and live. For if we don't, who will? As resurrection people, we continue to reflect on our calling to share the good news of this holy day as we listen to the prayer the risen Christ taught us. This morning's scripture reading will probably be a familiar one to many of you, It is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, and you're invited to follow along if you'd like to because the words are printed in your bulletins. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here but has risen. Remember how Jesus told you while he was still in Galilee that the child of God must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered Jesus' words. And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, mother of James, and the older other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. May God bless our modern hearing of these ancient words.
0: Before I begin this morning... I want to take just a moment of privilege to recollect with you that it was. Easter last year, where we had gathered at Artist Naples, and we were excited to be together. But it was also that day that we announced that we had a finalist for our Minister for Congregational Care, who would be with us a few weeks later to candidate and preach. So it is a thrill to congratulate you on your quasi one-year anniversary, Angela, and we're grateful for your ministry among us. Will you join your hearts with mine in prayer? Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, the giver of new life, we ask that your Holy Spirit would continue to dwell with us in this time of worship and that you would speak either through me or in spite of me, but that above all else we would hear with clarity what it is that you say to us this day. We ask this in your many names. Amen. A six-year-old boy named David was walking home from school one afternoon with his grandmother. They decided to take a detour through a local cemetery. They stopped to read some of the tombstones. And David's grandmother took the opportunity to explain that the first date is the date of the person's birth And the second date is the date of the person's death. Why do some tombstones have only one date? Little David asked. Well, his grandmother explained, because those people haven't died yet. David was obviously thoughtful about his grandmother's response to his question, because that night, as his mother was tucking him into bed, she asked about her, about his excursion that day with his grandmother. And David, with eyes wide open, said, mom, did you know that some of the people buried there in the cemetery aren't dead yet? This was not the case that first Easter morning. Jesus was dead and his family of choice and his followers knew that with certainty. They had seen Jesus crucified on the cross. And two days later, they went to the tomb And that's where the wonderful story begins that Angela just read. But on the first day of the week, the story goes on, filled with doubt and confusion and fear. And then verse 11 says this, But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. Let's be clear about what's happening at this point in the story. The men did not believe the women. The women were the ones who went to the tomb and saw firsthand what was happening. But in a male dominated culture that did not want to believe this amazing story, the men at first blamed their disbelief on the women. And churches the world over have dealt with theological misogyny ever since. Perhaps you have seen some of the popular social media memes that remind us, if it were not for the women, the story of the resurrection would never have been told. There's a new one this year making its rounds, and for some reason Angela kept sending it to me all during Lent. It reads, in the interests of biblical accuracy, all the preaching about the resurrection this Easter will be done by women. <laughs> According to Franciscan scholar Dr. Barbara Leonard, in first century Palestine, a woman's place was in the home. Women passed from control of their fathers to control of their husbands. The role was well-defined and narrowly defined. A woman's job was to take care of the house, bear and raise children. Some rabbis taught that women should not even leave the home except to go to the synagogue. When women arrived at the synagogue, they sat in a separate area and were not allowed to study the sacred scriptures. Men could not greet women outside of the home. Now before any of us blame rabbis and the arc of history, let's be clear that there are still Christian churches today that do not welcome nor celebrate the prophetic leadership of women. I'm grateful that Naples United Church of Christ is not one of those churches. But it got me thinking. I wonder how many times you have felt that the world was lying to you. How many times have you been told that you are not worthy or that you cannot make it? Or perhaps it's more personal. Maybe the doctor has told you that this diagnosis Will lead to your death. Or maybe a spouse has told you that this marriage is not worth salvaging. Or you see the images of war in Ukraine or mass shootings across our country this week, and you think to yourself, peace is not possible. I believe the reality is that we all feel lied to, lied to by those in power, lied to by those in authority, and lied to by people who wish to manipulate and control. The Easter story is the reminder that there is no power on earth so great that you and I cannot be resurrected from, not even death. Resurrection can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Resurrection for you this year may look like finally getting a global pandemic, at least under management, perhaps control. Resurrection may look to you like an estranged family member who reaches out to say, I am sorry and I forgive you. Resurrection may mean a long lost child finally comes home. But faith tells us and we know that here on Easter Sunday of 2022, this is not an idle tale. The power of new beginnings, the power of new life is available to you and to me, and not only this Easter day, but every day after. No matter how bad you think it is, God is eager to lift us from that which has caused us to believe the lies of the world, no matter your age or stage of life. The message of Easter is that life is not over at the grave. The dead do rise in Christ, for Jesus has defeated death. The message of Easter is that life does not end in darkness. Life is not over, because Jesus conquered death. That is the message that we believe, the words that we hold true, our hope for the future, our joy of life with God. Jesus defeated death, and therefore defeated all of the dead ends of our lives. And because Jesus lives, we too live in the power of resurrection. Jesus's victory is our victory. Jesus's resurrection is our resurrection. Jesus' rising to new life is our opportunity to rise with him. So let us be the people of resurrection yet again this year. Let us proclaim for all the world to hear, this is no idle tale, for Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Indeed. Alleluia. My friends, receive these words of blessing. Let us go forth into the world, knowing that indeed we are resurrection people, and this is no idle tale. And let us go forth from this place to find a self you can live with, a cause you can live for, and a redeemer whose love you can live into. And let us go in peace. Amen.